Welcome to all. We had already taken the lesson a Hindu princess and her Islamic dynasty. Now, let us look at the author and the question answers. So about the author and story. Kottarathil Shankunni was born in Kottayam. He was an illustrious writer, a very famous well-known writer who lived at the time of the evolution of Malayalam language and new forms of literature. His contributions include both writings in poetry and prose. He is mostly remembered for his, compile, for his compilation. Compilation means he brought together of the legendary stories, historic, very traditional kind of stories of Kerala in eight volumes titled as Aidihya Mala, Garland of Legends. The legends were collected and published by Shangunni in the Malayalam literary magazine of the 19th century, the Basha Poshini of which he was a founder. A legend is a genre of folklore telling the stories of human action and belief. Unlike folk tales which are structured, legends are nebulous and closer to history than myth. So unlike folk tales which are structured, legends are nebulous and closer to history. So, legends are more close to history than myth. So, a legend mostly has a historical figure or place within. This story about the Hindu princess is the opening piece of a translated collection of Aidihya Mala as lore and legends of Kerala Selections from Kottarathil Shangunni's Aidihya Mala by T.C. Narayanan. The story is that the Arakal dynasty, this you can write for the essay. The story is that the Arakal dynasty descended from a Hindu princess who converted to Islam. The story tells how the Arakal dynasty happened to evolve from the Chirakal through a young princess. A portion of the Arakal Kettu presently houses a museum. So now the question answers. The original teller of the story begins it by taking a position. What is it? So how does the story begin? The teller of the story he begins the story by taking a position and what is that position? So the answer is, the, uh, the writer starts by saying that he is narrating a story of a Hindu princess. The writer starts by saying that he is narrating the story of a Hindu princess who embraced Islam, who converted to Islam, Islam Madam Suigirichu, to respect tradition and started a new dynasty in order to resolve a problem, in order to resolve a crisis. With justice, 
courage and tolerance that is the first answer now the second question what happened at the river so what happened at the river one day two unwed princess went down to the river it is there on page 109 one day two young unwed princess went down to the river to bathe in the protected bathing place they spent a lot of time frolicking in the water diving and swimming to the middle of the river after some time they were tired and the younger of the two princess swam back ashore her sister was overcome by fatigue and was in danger of drowning seeing this seeing that her sister was drowning the younger sister cried for help these cries were heard by a handsome young muslim who was bathing just a short distance away he jumped into the water swam to the princess and pulled her towards the shore and as they approached so that is what happened the young he jumped into the water the young muslim man the young muslim youth he jumped into the water swam to the princess and pulled her to the shore he saved her from drowning that is the answer next one can the drowning incident be a strategy imagined by the people of the times to explain a relation relationship that both religions found hard to accept justify your answer so the question is is this drowning incident a strategy which was imagined or which was invented by the people who were living during that time to explain a relationship that both religion the hindu as well as the muslim religion found difficult to accept and justify your answer so maybe it could be maybe the young hindu princess was in love with this muslim man and a straightforward marriage at that time would have been impossible even today it is so even today that is the case so in order to justify the love between them the marriage between them probably the story would have been imagined by the people what was the argument of the saved princess so the older princess it's on page 110 the older princess refused to enter the palace and moved into an outhouse in the palace yard the elders in the family did their best to persuade her to come back into the palace but she refused she said that in rescuing her the muslim youth had held her hand 
and then given her a cloth which are two acts that constituted the greater part of a marriage ritual so that is the answer so as such a marriage between a princess and a muslim was not permissible it was not allowed the princess argued she was an outcast and could not enter the palace what did the ruler do to retrieve his niece retrieve means bring back so determined to retrieve his young niece at any cost the ruler sent for the local seers and priest to arrange for rituals which could help which would help the princess atone for her perceived misconduct and purify herself so he tried to he sent for he tried to bring her back at any cost by asking the local seers the saint and the priest to arrange for certain purification rituals to arrange for ritual which would help the princess atone her perceived misconduct and purify herself what were the two rituals that constituted hindu marriage so the two acts which constituted the hindu marriage is one is holding the hand and the second one is giving the bride a cloth first is holding the hand the couple uh, held hold hands and then giving the bride a piece of cloth how did the wise men exploit the situation the wise men saw in this invitation you should write the wise men saw in the rulers or the king's invitation an opportunity to collect wealth and prescribed lengthy and expensive rituals followed by a lavish feast for all that is the answer is it reasonable to attribute the holding of the hand and giving of the cloth in a particular situation to that of doing it in marriage so it is it reasonable to attribute the holding of the hand and giving of the cloth in a particular situation to that of doing it in marriage it's not reasonable actually nyayikarikan pattumo nanu pattilla it is not reasonable to attribute the holding of a hand it's a very personal kind of a question you can have your own opinion so i think that it is not reasonable to attribute the holding of the hand and giving of the cloth in a particular situation here the situation is that the princess was drowning and the young man held her hand just to save her so you can't equate it you cannot equate this situation with that of doing in marriage 
the ritual of holding the hand in marriage. What can you infer about the rigidity of religion in those days? So from this story it is clear that religion was very rigid because it is mentioned that if a mar if a woman married outside her caste or if a woman married outside her religion she would be considered as an outcast and she would be thrown out of her home so that was not permitted inter religious or inter caste marriages at that time were not prohibit when were prohibited and religion was very rigid religion actually was passed on from the parent to the child you can't change the religion as you wish so religion was rigid and you had to accept your ancestral religion and there was no question of changing it as you wish and if a woman married outside the caste or the religion she would be considered as an outcast do stories like this serve the purpose of controlling women here the story is very liberal one in this the hindu princess finds her own freedom so this story is actually a very liberating one in which the hindu princess has her own choice she acts her on her own choice she converts into islam she marries the muslim youth and lives with him the ruler even gives her her a part of his wealth so that she can live the life of a princess